Welcome to Meta Talks, where we bring in experts to dive deep into all things metaverse. With your hosts, Kate Hancock and Daniel Robbins. You look very young, uh, <laughs> right? Part of uh, Forbes 30 under 30. What is that? What is that experience like to you? Yeah, I mean, it's it was such an honor to get that. I think um, when did I get that? I got that in 2020. So um, it was uh, it was a surprise, but obviously a, a great privilege to be given something like that. So myself and my other two cultos co-founders who also made the list the same year, we're all super excited when we when we found found out that we were on there. Yes, amazing. And and how did you get into blockchain? Six years. That's that's pretty awesome. So tell us about your journey. How did you get into the blockchain technology? For sure. So I got into blockchain technology while I was at um, the University of Toronto. Um, my two Cultos co-founders, we actually all met each other there during undergrad. And we were part of the Bitcoin uh, association there. And the goal of that club was basically to install the first Bitcoin ATM in Canada. It ended up getting installed in Vancouver, but that was the goal. And just kind of ever since then, we were super into the um, crypto space and eventually founded another company together called uh, Authenticity uh, Inc., which is a supply chain management application built on um, Ethereum Ethereum infrastructure. And while we were at that company, we were part of an incubator called Alchemist, which is based in San Francisco. Uh, great incubator. Um, a lot of great companies and crypto projects came out of there. And at one point, we uh, or my CTO, at least, the NASI, he wrote some code that allowed anybody to use the free cloud credits that these incubators often give to companies to mine crypto. And so that was hugely popular. And it got to the point where the incubator almost had their since uh, undergrad, you know, six years, six years ago, and uh, will continue to do so. Wow. And can you tell us about, you know, I'm very curious about is NFT the future of brand loyalty? I think it's a big part of it because NFTs are really great at um, aligning incentives between brands and consumers, certainly from the perspective of the brands that uh, uh, and sports teams we work with, like, uh, you know, MGA, the maker of Brad's and LL Surprise, or the San Antonio Spurs, who we did a, a launch with last week, which is super exciting because um, uh, they it, it acts as a way to uh, make um, uh, fans or consumers feel as if they're adequately rewarded as the value of a brand increases over time, because hopefully at least the value of their NFTs will increase as well. The other benefit is that the NFTs can act as a ticket, which gives each fan or consumer a sense of exclusivity, because as you already know, it can come with an unlockable. It can be used for something else. It's not just the digital art, which in and of itself is something that's valuable, it's the digital art that comes with a ticket to exclusive events online or in person. It could be an exclusive di discord group as well. Um, and it's so that sense of exclusivity and a way to kind of create a one-to-one -one engagement, but sort of at scale between the brand and the consumer and create this tight community where all the incentives are aligned. I think that's what makes it the future of brand engagement. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some use cases like, um, movie theater using NFT as, you know, like AMC stops, or can you tell me some use cases that what you guys are helping developing right now? For yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, just to kind of give a little bit of uh, a high level overview of what we do, you know, Cultos is a platform that allows any brand to bring their, uh, loyalty, 
uh, community engagement, to a certain extent, influencer marketing to Web3. So any brand that joins um, can uh, create their own branded cryptocurrency and use it to reward their online fans or customers who uh, perform actions on social media uh, that help the brand out, whether it's evangelizing the brand to their peers on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or wherever else, um, or, you know, just purchasing the brand's products and getting the cryptocurrency as a reward. And then the cryptocurrency can be used for various things. It can be used to just uh, discount the brand's products, can be used to buy their NFTs. They can build up a balance, um, almost like, you know, token gating, and they can uh, be put into a VIP club as a result and get more exclusive awards. There's many different um, things that a brand can do to kind of gamify the engagement and the experience between themselves and the consumer using a branded cryptocurrency um, or an NFT on Kaltos. Um, so some of the use cases we're seeing really fall into that bracket where, you know, a brand either wants to encourage uh, referrals. So, for example, they'll have uh, maybe a, a copy or uh, a campaign that they want to launch on Instagram. Maybe it's their consumers taking a photo of their products and tagging them or putting a custom hashtag, all of which we track. Um, and uh, for the consumers who do that, uh, we track that and then they are awarded the brand's cryptocurrency uh, as a result. And they'll get more depending on how much engagement they got and how successful they were. The goal of that is to basically encourage referrals and uh, evangelize the brand and increase engagement. The other type of use case is uh, just uh, really aimed at uh, increasing the LTV of each individual consumer and increasing the sense of exclusivity and community uh, between the consumer and the brand, like we were just talking about. So, for example, giving the consumer um, uh, some of these brand tokens, as we call them, whenever they purchase a, a product, maybe from the brand Shopify site, they build up a balance. If their balance gets high enough, they enter a VIP club tier, and that comes with exclusive benefits, like maybe they get an NFT every time the brand does a drop. Maybe the NFTs come with a product giveaway as well or access to, you know, an exclusive Discord group where the brand can give them the first uh, updates and announcements whenever there's exciting something exciting happening and the consumers feel very valued as a result. So um, typically we see use cases like that where brands will take some of the things they were already doing in Web 2 when it comes to loyalty and rewards and they're bringing it to Web 3 and it's... Uh, it's helping them build a stronger, more engaged community as a result. Wow. And so you said Cultus is an app. So this is what, you know, if I'm a brand, I'll go to you and you execute that whole backends. That's right. Uh, and to, to, uh, speaking of backend, we're built on the Polygon um, layer two solution. So, you know, that's a, a fantastic solution with, with low fees, but keeps everything uh, ERC compliant for interoperability, which we think is important. But if you're a brand, there's a couple of different ways we can work together. You know, one, we're a very API first uh, platform, so we can integrate with what you already have. Um, but two, we also have widgets for your most popular and mainstream e-commerce platforms as well, like, you know, WooCommerce or uh, Shopify, which is disproportionately what we see with brands. So super simple. You just install the, uh, the Kaltos widget on your Shopify site, for example, um, there's a quick onboarding process, which you can do uh, quite rapidly. Create your create your uh, your branded token, name it, create a logo for it. Tokenomics is already there, um, and then you can tie it into your existing uh, reward systems or campaigns to reward your customers. And then for your customers, it, that makes it super easy for them as well. You know, they arrive at your Shopify site like they already would. Um, the widget pops up. They create an account. 
a wallet gets created for them on the back end automatically. And then there's instructions there for how they can earn your brand's tokens. Maybe it's promoting you on social media. Maybe it's just buying your products, whatever it is you want. Maybe it's writing a good review about you um, on uh, on Facebook or, or Google reviews. And that just kind of breaks down a lot of the friction and makes it super simple for both a brand and their consumers to get started. Yes. And then, uh, so Andrew, so Cultus will create all the smart contract then that whole thing. And is that customized or... It's uh, customized to an extent. So we create the uh, TGE contract, um, the tokenomics there in terms of the uh, supply and the allocations and the bonding curves for now are, they're templates, but you have to pick from the templates if that makes sense. So it's customizable to, to, to an extent. Um, and then beyond, uh, and then of course, we uh, also provide the custodian wallet on the, on the, on the back end. Um, so all the Web3 aspects in the back end, which need to be provided, we uh, provide all that and it's built in. It's meant to be a turnkey as possible for um, a brand to get started because uh, like it or not, the majority of them, at least at this stage, they're super excited about it. They want to get into crypto rewards because they see that they most of them see the writing on the wall that it's the future of reward systems. Um, but they're not super well versed when it comes to Web3. So it's kind of a good thing that it's basically spoon fed to them and there's not a huge, you know, hurt knowledge hurdle for them to get started. I could just imagine it's like, they probably was like, what, what, what did you say? (laughs) 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 Yes. And even like customizing the smart contract, right? Like that's good. You pre-built that template and you just pick one, two, three. So that you, you made it so seamless for them to gamify their experience. There you go. It's all about customer and brand experience. Dan, um, what's your question? Yeah, no, I, I think that's really smart. Sure. So um, the brands who are the least hesitant from what we found, they have a relatively younger consumer base. The sweet spot seems to be between the ages of like 20 to like 46 um, as a demographic. Uh, And especially if they have partnerships with um, celebrities who are already into Web3, like, uh, you know, one one of the um, uh, brands that we just started working with, which uh, is a has several different um, alcohol brands under them they're a conglomerate one of them works with a with a rapper and that rapper was already uh, heavily into nfts and web3 that so that made things easier so that's where it's the smoothest um where there's some hesitancy certainly comes from brands who are more and more farther away from that kind of sweet spot or ideal customer profile because um they're worried about uh the risks related with cryptocurrency they've seen negative press on the news about both cryptocurrency and nfts their concern is if this goes wrong how will that affect the perception of their brand from their loyal uh, existing customer base and the farther away their customer base is from that sweet spot which is progressively more and more into crypto and very tech savvy you know between 20 and 46 um the more they're going to second guess their decision to get into the space i think eventually all of them 
uh, will regardless, because that's just, I, I think it's a trend which can't be reversed. But certainly at the early stages right now, that is a concern from some brands. Yes, that makes sense. I could I could totally see the, the hesitancy when they hear the word crypto and thinking, you know, there's a scam or like you're saying, uh, there's something illegal. So I'm glad that you uh, you're clearing that up and and you're seeing a lot of brands that are uh, I mean, they see the value in somebody within the 20, you know, under 20s, 20s to 30s range. That's the future, like you said. Um, so I'm curious for us, we have a hotel brand. How could someone like us utilize your software? For sure. So, you know, the first question we would ask is, you know, what uh, what what what, what uh, platform or, or website uh, um, uh, back end is your is your is your hotel on um, just to give us kind of a gauge of what the fastest way to integrate is. But besides that, you know, we could set up the hotel brand with its own branded cryptocurrency relatively quickly. Um, from the perspective of onboarding, you would choose what your token is called. You would choose maybe a logo. The, techno- uh, the tokenomics are already there. And then it's a question of what do you want to incentivize? How do you want to leverage your branded cryptocurrency and the NFTs uh, to engage your community? Maybe the simplest example is just kind of following the uh, traditional Web2 model where the, every time someone books a stay with your hotel brand, they earn some of the hotel's cryptocurrency as a result. And then maybe um, we could create a VIP club around your hotel's uh, token and the NFTs where uh, if your guests earn a certain balance of the hotel's coin, um, they get more exclusive benefits as a result. And it could be benefits beyond just like discounts on a room, although that could be one as well. It could be things like an NFT that comes with a uh, chance of getting a exclusive giveaway every month and maybe the giveaway because often from what we've seen hotel brands have um, access to discounted or, or free events um, that uh, guests quite enjoy whether that's you know meals at restaurants in the area or events that are going on things of that nature so we would come up with a program um, and determine what rewards the brand has available and then seamlessly fit those into an nft strategy that becomes the pool of rewards that entices the guests and uh, will lead to them viewing that brand token as more and more valuable, especially as the community around it grows. Wow. No, I, I love that. I think this is, I haven't heard of a company that's doing it from this angle and so seamless. That I think this, this could be the future. I've been reading a lot in the news lately that overall NFT sales in the current state that they're at have been in a, a steady decline in the US. I know other parts of the world, this is totally different. Do you see current state not necessarily being the majority future and something like what you're doing where it's more built into the brand, do you see that being the future of NFTs? I kind of do. I mean, think the, the bubble the bubble can always reverse kind of as we've seen with cryptocurrency in the past, if there's something else, like all of a sudden a lot of buying pressure comes again in, in a couple of years. but. Even if that doesn't happen, maybe that's the future where you don't see, you know, single NFT selling for like $60 million anymore. And that's less of the reason people are in the space. And you see higher volumes of sales, but lower volumes of aggregate uh, sales revenue overall because brands or creators are leveraging NFTs not to uh, grab a, a ton of cash in a short period of time but to engage their consumers in the long term. So that would fit with the trend. And maybe that's more and more of what we'll see as this becomes more popular. 
And what are you seeing in terms of the companies that you're helping? Are you helping companies all around the world or are you specifically helping them in, in one country? And the reason I ask is we just got back from the Philippines and it's a totally different market for NFTs there than it is here. And it was really interesting hearing their perspective. So I'm curious on what you're seeing from a from a global perspective in terms of the brands that are coming to you or are you only focused on a specific area right now? I would say that most of our efforts are focused primarily on North America. I think just by nature of us being uh, based here. That said, we have seen a lot of interest from other areas in the world as well. Um, India is a great example. Uh, we would love to get more into um, areas of Southeast Asia because like, like you said, I think there's many reasons why um, this type of technology is extraordinarily popular and can grow uh, significantly faster as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's there's definitely global global appeal that can differ differ based on regulations and political climates in certain countries too. Um, but that said, most of our uh, engagements, at least for now, are in North America. But I think that's just because we're here and we're we're actually targeting North American brands because we're here as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome, thank you, Kate. Over to you. Yeah, so Andrew, there might be some, um, do you do not just brand? What about like a, a popular personality person, like maybe the number one actor of a certain country and launching their reward program for NFT? Um, is that something that you guys can do? Um, Kate, I'm so sorry. For a split second, the audio went out. I, I think I understand your question. You were asking if there is an actor in another country and if they could use the reward currency like a brand. Is that what you were saying? Now, um, is that something that the app Cultus can do if, if it doesn't have to be just, a, you know, a services or product? It could be a person that launching a reward program, maybe a popular actor in, in, in the U.S. or some other countries. Is that something the app can 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 do? Yes. No, that's a great question. Absolutely. And actually, that is that's some of the appeal that we're seeing in uh, in India right now. And obviously, they have an extraordinarily popular you know film industry with with, with Bollywood. Um, for an individual, it works in a very similar way where they launch their own branded currency. Um, and in, in some sense, the rewards almost create more hype than a brand because the, it's, first of all, that just falls into the nature of how fans, you know, view celebrity and access to that celebrity and therefore how exclusive that celebrity can make the rewards that the currency can be used to redeem. Like, you know, a meet and greet with an A-list celebrity is extraordinarily valuable socially from the perspective of fans. And that can motivate a lot of behavior um, from the fans to, you know, earn the currency online, maybe by promoting this actor or by, you know, promoting a charitable cause that this, this actor or the celebrity is involved in, which, you know, looks great because it's a very positive thing and helps the brand equity of the celebrity raises up their profile um, also can be leveraged by that celebrity to, you know, prove within their own career to just more speculation on my part, but to studios and whatnot, that uh, how, how, you know, financially valuable it is to have them involved in certain projects because they can quantifiably prove just how engaged and rabid their fan base is. And obviously that will translate into box office sales. Um, and then for the, for the fans who um, just want to find any way to engage with the celebrity, this kind of allows them to feel like they're getting something very, uh, intimate, exclusive, and rare from the celebrity as a result. So maybe it's a, uh, a meet and greet or a one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversation, or maybe it's, uh, I don't know, um, unreleased photos from behind the scenes of a certain movie 
um, or you know, un- unreleased uh, music. If we're talking about a musician, it could be, it could really be anything that's kind of gated and exclusive and unreleased by that celebrity, which uh, the majority of them will have a great supply of, but is extraordinarily valuable from the fans' perspective. So uh, it's definitely something that we believe can work quite well with like an individual person or persona as a brand as well, not just uh, a company. Wow. Well, that's awesome that you actually just um, solved my problem. I'm putting together this this pitch for uh, a famous actor in, in one country and I'm trying to sell them this angle. But then so this is your technology has been doing. So there you go. Daniel, answer my question. <laughs> Happy to help. With a, with a perfect timing. Now, Andrew, what is the uh, entry level if, if a brand or, a, you know, a me wanting to utilize your um, your app. What does that look like when it comes to uh, finances? Is that very expensive range? Because we all know everything is it's a little bit pricey right now. Uh, customizing your own virtual world in the metaverse it costs up to hundreds of thousands to millions if you want it to be really look cool. What does that look like for brands right now utilizing Cultus? Yeah, no, great question. Um, Definitely compare, compared to setting up your own, you know, metaverse in the sandbox or Decentraland or, or whatever, uh, way more cost effective. Um, you can really, it's it's a very success-based model and a brand can really decide how much they want to use to, you know, fund their initial sets of, of a set of tokens or the, the campaigns that they want to launch. It could be as low as, you know, a few thousand dollars. It could be as high as they want it to be. U- ultimately, the more that they put in, the more upfront incentive there is for their fans or customers to want to earn these these tokens because the upfront value is is, is higher, right? Um, and not just for the token itself, but for the perceived value of the rewards the tokens can be used for too. Like if you know a, a larger uh, corporate may have access to better rewards um, uh, from the perspective of their customers that they can make available compared to like a very small mom and pop e-commerce brand, right? I mean, it kind of depends on what the brand is, but generally speaking, that could, that could be the case, but really it's, it's quite, it's quite flexible. There's no massive upfront fees or recurring fees. It's uh, whatever the brand wants to put in to launch their token um, is what they put in. And that will, we'll take a percentage of that, but that will determine, um, you know, the upfront rewards that are available to their existing customers and fans. And then it just depends on how motivated those fans are to start wanting to, do the thing to get the token from, from the, from the brand. Um, but uh, certainly um, it's completely up to the brand. So it's as affordable as they want it to be. Mm. Okay. So if I'm, you know, I am, I'm buying some NFT. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. So um, after this question, we can open it up to to everyone if anyone has a question. Um, yeah. So Andrew, if I'm I'm buying something for a brand NFT, and is that still safe? Is that can I resell that NFT the same thing like any other NFT? Is that correct? Or yeah, you can you can uh, transfer those NFTs to a, an external wallet off of the custodian wallet. We will be adding the ability to just uh, use an external wallet anyways, like MetaMask, um, in in the future as soon as we can. Um, but you can transfer it off. You know, a great example of NFTs that we minted that aren't on Cultos right now anymore, at least, are the. Uh, Greg Popovich uh, collection that we launched for the San Antonio Spurs 
uh, last week, and the auction lasts until Friday. And all those uh, NFTs are currently on OpenSea, so get them while you can. But um, yeah, so to, to use that as an example, to answer your point, yes, you can transfer the NFTs off of Kaltos and you can transfer them wherever you want. Yes, and then where can they find you, Andrew, before we're going to head out to the Q&A? Um, what, what's the site to get it, to utilize Kaltos? For sure. So they can um, shoot us an email. They can go to cultos.io and reach out to us there. Uh, they can follow us on Twitter. They can follow us on uh, on Telegram. Or they can follow me on Twitter and message me directly there. So, you know, through any of those different uh, mediums, I'm happy to uh, help anyone who's interested in getting started with Cultos. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And visit metatalk.com. That's talks with a Z.